The Productive Woman, Episode 4. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and the encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you so much for joining me. In this episode of The Productive Woman, I'm starting a short series on goal setting. So this week, I'll be talking about setting goals that matter. We're going to consider what a goal is, what makes a good goal, and some suggestions on setting yourself up for success. I'm also going to share my tip of the week, a way to keep things in the right perspective, and my tool of the week, which is a a great book I've read recently and found really helpful. So let's get right into it. My tip of the week is this, keep a gratitude list. Now, I've been thinking about um, the fact that that even though planning and organizing and all these things are are good, they're by definition forward-looking things. They're a focus on the future and on things we don't have yet, things we haven't accomplished yet. Uh, that's good. It's good to look forward, to look to the future. But if it's not tempered, those things can leave us feeling dissatisfied, maybe even inadequate. And so while we're working toward the future we want, it's important to remember to be grateful for the present we have. Um, And for that purpose, nothing's better, I think, than keeping a gratitude list something that every day you add something to it, you look at it, and you look for things to be grateful for. So a couple quick tips for uh, making that gratitude list useful and, and, and keeping it going. Keep it handy. Have a little notebook you carry with you, a a note-taking app on your phone, whatever. I actually keep my list in Evernote, which is uh, then available to me online and on my iPhone, my iPad, wherever I am. Um, but you can put it wherever you want, but, but somewhere where you can look at it, keep it with you, and add things to it when you think of them. Uh, they don't have to be big things either that you add. It can be, you know, the taste of fresh watermelon, uh, a quiet evening at home with some you, someone you love. Just what, whatever small things that bring you joy and uh, that you can be thankful for, add those things to that list. My process is to try to add a couple of things every morning because, you know, I don't know how much of it is my personality and how much of it is my legal training, um, but I'm really... Uh, it's really easy for me to focus on things that need to be fixed, things that aren't right in my life and in the world around me. So to keep my mind focused on the positive, I actually read my list aloud to myself in the evenings before bed. So each each morning I add a couple things to it. Each evening I read it out loud and I'll say, thank you for this, or I'm grateful for that. And I read through the whole list so I can hear it. Um, and I found that really helpful in keeping me focused. But the the commitment to add a couple of things to it every list or every day um, also motivates me to be watching for things to add. I'm up to I think you know 95 things or something on my list that I've been working on for the last month or so. So 
That's my tip of the week. Keep a gratitude list to keep you focused and keep things in perspective as you're working towards that future that you want to make for yourself and your your family. My tool of the week is a really cool book that I found uh, earlier this summer called Mini Habits. Uh, And the author's name is Stephen, I'm going to say Stephen Guise, Guise. It's Stephen with a PH, and I'll have a, the title and a link to where you can find it on Amazon in the show notes. Um, this is a great book, and it's basically a, a book about how to use teeny tiny steps to develop habits to improve your life. Uh, I found it really helpful because for me anyway, and, and maybe you're like this, it's, it's really easy for some of us to, you know, get gung-ho and jump into these big grand plans to accomplish the, all these amazing things we have in mind. But the fact is that big grand changes are hard to sustain in the long haul. And so this book explains why that is. And it outlines a very simple strategy for bypassing the need to use willpower, which is a finite resource, and it make consistent progress in the direction we want to go by using small incremental steps. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great book. I highly recommend it. Again, there'll be a link in the show notes, which you can find by going to theproductivewoman.com and looking for episode four. Um, more about that later. So that's the tip of the week, the tool of the week. And now let's get on to the topic of the week, which is goals. Uh, And as I said, I I anticipate having uh, two or three episodes where we're talking about goals. Uh, And this is a follow-up to episode two, where we talked about seeing the big picture in our life, developing an understanding of the priorities and the values and the life principles that should guide our decisions about how to use our time and our resources. So in this episode, we're going to begin talking about the process of implementing those principles of putting our priorities into practice in our life. Um, The journey from where we are to where we want to be is made one step at a time. So part of that journey is once we've envisioned the destination we want to get to, creating a plan or a roadmap and breaking down those big objectives into small achievable pieces. So again, we're going to talk about setting uh, goals that matter this week. And before we get too far into it, though, I want to make sure that I'm clear about the terms that I'm using. And you'll have to forgive me. I'm a lawyer in my day job. And so I think in terms of that and, and of the fact that in any transaction that I work on, one of the most important things we do is define our terms. It's how we make sure we're all on the same page as we're talking about the deal and in the contract. um, You know, we have a section of definitions. And when I say this word, this is what I mean. Because it's easy to start talking about concepts, thinking we're understanding each other when, in fact, we're envisioning very different things. Here's an example. When I say the word horse, of course, we all know what I mean, right? Or do we? You know, what are you seeing in your mind when you hear the word horse? Picture it. Okay, what I'm thinking of is my gray Arabian mare, a relatively small horse with a kind of flowy mane and uh, 
That's what I was thinking, what I was picturing when I say the word horse. You, though, might be thinking of a big brown draft horse or a leggy chestnut thoroughbred or a cute little miniature horse with a shaggy mane. Uh, So it's important, I guess that's an illustration of why it's important to define our terms when we're talking about important things to make sure we're all on the same page. So when I say, and when I'm talking about goal setting, what do I mean? What is a goal? And, you know, how am I distinguishing that from a dream or an objective or a a wish? A wish or a dream is an image or an idea, an aspiration. It may be a very nebulous thing, kind of undefined, but just something that would be nice, something we think about. Uh, An example might be a you know, I'd like to travel someday, or, or even I'd like to go to Europe someday. Or it sure would be nice to be an author, or I want to enjoy an active, healthy old age, or I want to raise happy, healthy kids who contribute to the world. Th- those to me are dreams or aspirations, but they're not goals. All right, so Another term that gets thrown around is objective. And to me, an objective is is something a little more, it's something you've made a commitment to achieving. So it's a little stronger or more focused than a dream or a wish, but it's still maybe a big picture kind of thing. Like, I'm going to retire to a ranch in Montana when I'm 55. I'm not really, but I bet my husband wouldn't mind doing that. Or I'm going to be a podcaster someday. Or I'm going to run a marathon. Or I'm going to get fitter and healthier. Those are objectives, but they're not really goals yet. They're, they're a target out there in the distance somewhere, um, but uh, they don't have the, they don't meet the criteria to be an actual goal. As I use the term, and, and as in this episode and moving forward in the future, as I use the term, a goal is something more specific, and it invites very specific action. There are different types and stages of goals. There, there can be long-term goals or inter- intermediate, short-term, and we'll talk more about that uh, in the later episodes. But a good, meaningful goal will have certain characteristics. And there's an acronym that's out there. You may have heard this and, you know, forgive me if this is repetition for you, but just to make sure we're all thinking about the same things, I thought it made sense to kind of talk through this, even though some of us have heard it many times. And and the acronym that people use to describe what what makes a good goal is, a good goal is SMART, S-M-A-R-T. And each of those letters stands for something specific, a criterion that a, a goal needs to meet in order to really be a goal. So, so let's talk about what those are, what a SMART goal is. The first one, S, is for specific. Uh, a specific goal uh, is much more likely to be accomplished than a generalized goal or what I would call more of an objective. And one way to set a specific goal is to say you're, you're going to answer the six W questions. Who is involved? What do I want to accomplish? Where? Or, you know, identify the location if that's appropriate. 
when, establish a time frame within which you're going to do it, which, identify requirements and constraints, and why. And we're going to talk more about that later. But the specific reasons, purposes, or benefit of accomplishing this goal. For instance, a general goal or what I would call an objective is to get in shape. But a specific goal would be by the beginning of next month, the first day of next month, I'm going to join a health club and uh, work out three days a week for the next three months. That's a pretty specific goal. And so it meets that first criterion of being a SMART goal. All right, so specific and then measurable is the M. A, a, a SMART goal is measurable in that you can know when you've achieved it. You've established criteria for measuring progress toward achieving that goal. Um, when you're able to measure your progress, it helps you stay on track and you can you know, set uh, benchmark dates, whatever, you, you get that achievement by meeting those, those steps along the way. So determine whether, to determine whether your goal meets this criterion, whether it's measurable, ask things like how much, how many. The bottom line is, how am I going to know when I've accomplished this goal? If you can put a date to it, if you can measure it, if you can quantify it, then it's, um, then it's on its way to being a SMART goal. Um, the A in SMART is for achievable or attainable. Um, you can attain almost any goal you set if you plan your steps carefully and you establish a reasonable time frame that lets you carry out those steps. Um, and, and so I'm, when I say it's achievable or attainable, I'm not saying, you know, make it easy because you want to stretch. Uh, that, that that challenge is good for you, but it needs to be something within the realm of of, of something that you can actually get to. Um, when you identify those goals that are most important to you, you start to figure out ways you can get to them. And you, uh, for it to be achievable or attainable, one of the things you may have to evaluate, and we'll talk about this more in the next episode, I think, um, is do you have the skills and the tools you need to get there? Um, and so those are things you think about when you're developing a SMART goal. The R in SMART is for realistic. Um, and to be realistic, a goal has to represent something that you are both willing and able to work toward. You can set a very high goal that's still realistic, and, and nobody but you can really decide um, how high your goal should be. But it should be progress in the direction you're trying to get to towards towards those long-term objectives and, um, and something that you can actually get to. You know, in this achievable and realistic, there's some similarities in those things, but realistic... Uh, this I, I hesitate to focus on this too much because I don't want to encourage people to settle for small goals. I think it's great to dream big and, and really reach for things. But um, it, it's, it's also important to be realistic in the sense of 
you know, no matter how much I want to, I am never going to be an NBA star because I'm five foot three and a half and I am, you know, athletically challenged and can't dribble a ball, much less shoot a basket. So it would be silly for me to set a goal, no matter how smart it was in other senses, no matter how specific it was of saying, you know, within the next year, I'm going to try out for, you know, I don't even know what the, what the NBA teams are, the Mavericks, the Dallas Mavericks. Um, so Think about it in those terms as you're, you know, it it needs to be something realistic. And finally, the T in SMART goals is for time bound. A a goal needs to be set within a time frame. If there's no time frame for it, it's, you know, you're not going to know if if you've done it, if you've achieved it. you there's no urgency to doing it so if your goal is to you know lose five pounds when you know in by the time you die or next week you know again get back to the realistic uh it's healthy most of the things i've read say it's healthy and reasonable to shoot to lose a half pound to a pound a week and so if i want to say i'm going to lose five pounds in the next month. That's probably possible, but it's, I've, I've put a time to it. So again, a good goal uh, is going to be specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. And finally, and so that's what we call a SMART goal. And then a couple of things for you to think about also um, about being smart about setting goals. And there are just some some tips and things to keep in mind. And we'll get into this in more detail next uh, during the next um, episode. And first of all, focus on your highest priorities. We can't take on all the world at once. And so choose two or three at the, you know, maybe three to five goals at the most to, um, to focus on for, say, the next quarter. Pick the things that matter most to you. And this goes back to what we talked about in episode two, those principles, those priorities that we really care about. Uh, focus on those. Don't try to do everything in the world and get overwhelmed and end up you know, giving up because it's just too much. Really important, another thing to keep in mind is to have a meaningful why for each of your goals. And I touched on this earlier, but I want to really focus on this. A goal, you need to know why you're working toward a goal in order to be able to keep the motivation and the energy and the focus when it gets hard. If and I've talked in the past about Michael Hyatt and some of the things that he teaches, um, and he's talked about goal setting. That that you know it's really easy to lose uh, lose sight of our reasons for doing things when we're in the heat of battle, so to speak. And when you're losing focus and losing energy, think about why. When a goal is feeling hard to achieve, think about why you're doing it. Is it because somebody else wants you to do it or is it really something you want? 
Is it something you think you ought to want or is it really something you want? Um, your, your goals should certainly align with your values, those things we talked about in episode two and we'll continue to talk about as we move forward. And the, the, the question, I guess, maybe is, as you're considering this goal, will you personally feel a sense of accomplishment and fulfillment when you achieve it? If not, then maybe it's the wrong goal. And, and don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean that it has to be only you know, a purely selfish kind of thing, that the goal setting is supposed to be just focusing on you and what you want. That's not it at all because um, it may be that one of your priorities is developing a, you know, a strong relationship with your children, for instance. And... If that's a high, a really high priority, then you may be set a goal of doing certain things with each of your children each week or each month, or you know, setting up an activity that you can do together or something like that. That's maybe not um, it, it will involve you spending time on something that maybe you'd rather sit and read a book. If you're like me, you know, I'd always rather sit and read a book than do other things, but it's a priority to me to have certain relationships be strong and worthwhile. And so I'm, it may be that I, the why is because I want long-term um, to build memories with my children or, you know, whatever those things are. And so you will get, if, if you achieve that goal, if you create a goal around that, uh, while it may involve some sacrifice of some other things, some personal time or whatever, you're still going to feel that sense of accomplishment and fulfillment because you're doing something that is consistent with your priorities, that reflects those things that you truly in your heart believe are most important. And again, I get back to that. Your goals need to align with your values and reflect those values. Another thing to think about is that a goal can't contradict any of your other goals. So if we're being smart about setting goals, we can't set a, you know, a, a goal of I am going to uh, eat every, you know, eat a new dessert every night at a different restaurant in my neighborhood for the next two weeks. If I, that's a goal, it may be specific and measurable and all those other things. But if my other goal is to lose those five pounds in the next month, uh, those two things are contradictory and I'm probably not going to achieve them, uh, one of them at least. You, you, another example is you can't, uh, it's probably not going to be productive to set a goal to buy a million dollar house by within two years if you also have a goal to I don't know, quit your job and homestead in Alaska within the next 12 months. Those two things are going to probably be inconsistent unless you've you know, got a hidden treasure somewhere to pay for that house. So think about uh, the interaction of your goals. Another uh, thing to keep in mind in setting goals is to be balanced in your goal setting. Again, I keep coming back to those guiding principles and things that we talked about in episode two. And you need to consider all those. Remember, we talked about roles and relationships uh, in that episode. You need to consider all of those and be balanced in setting goals and, and, you know, 
not just focus on one area. And you've got all the different roles and relationships, whether it's family and home, financial or career, spiritual growth, physical health, social relationships, friendships, and that sort of thing, um, mental or emotional health, whatever areas, consider all of those. And, uh, you know, I say again, next, in the next episode, we're going to we're going to go kind of through a step-by-step process, a process, and there's more than one way to do things, but a process for setting those goals, for actually setting goals and getting started on that road. Understanding, I guess, what we mean by goals paves the way for that next step, which is to actually set down, you know, sit down and go through the process of choosing the areas that we want to uh, set goals in and, 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 taking those steps. Um, so this should get us set up for that. So my, my question for you this week is, is what is, uh, what is your biggest challenge when it comes to setting and achieving goals? I want to make sure I'm addressing, I've had, you know, gotten some feedback from people who this is an area they want to do better at and learn more about. And so I want to make sure it's helpful. So if you've got a real challenge or some question in the area of setting and achieving goals, share your thoughts in, um, you can go to the show notes. Again, go to theproductivewoman.com and find the show notes for episode four and scroll down to the comments. I'd love to hear from you, comment, question, suggestion, whatever is useful. And as I've said, the next episode, we're going to talk more about still more specifics about goal setting a strategy or a process for setting goals and then beyond that steps toward achieving your goals how to get the barriers out of the way so you can actually make progress towards achieving those goals as a reminder in another upcoming episode i'm going to respond to a listener question about how to say no gracefully and so if you have questions about any of these topics about the process for setting goals for achieving goals or this question or a question or topic or question or suggestion on the idea of how to say no gracefully please email those to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or remember you can leave a, send me a voicemail message by going to laura-mcclellan.com that's L-A-U-R-A dash or hyphen McClellan, M-C-C-L-E-L-L-A-N.com. And clicking on that pink tab on the right-hand side of the site, you'll see the little tab there. And it you click on that and it'll let you leave a voice message. Be sure that when you send me a message, let me know whether it's okay to use your name. Um, if you have a website or a blog, leave the URL with your message. And if I use your question or your suggestion in an upcoming episode, I'll share your website as well if uh, you'd like me to. Anyway, that's it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I, I, I'm really enjoying doing this. And I hope you're finding something useful in what we're sharing here. If you're enjoying the podcast and you haven't already subscribed, remember you can subscribe to The Productive Woman in iTunes or now also in Stitcher at stitcher.com. There will be links to both in the show notes 
and also there um, are little links in the right-hand sidebar of my blog at laura-mcclellan.com. Uh, go to the blog and look over there on the right-hand side. You'll see a little icon for iTunes and another one for Stitcher. And you can click on that and go right to see how you can subscribe. Um, subscribing either way will send each new episode straight to the app on your computer or your smartphone as soon as it's released. So you'll, you'll have it right there when you're ready to listen to it. If you think this podcast is worthwhile, I would be very grateful if you would consider rating The Productive Woman on iTunes. It really helps with keeping the podcast visible, letting other people who haven't heard of it yet discover it and join the community. I want to say, you know, I was really excited. I received a really encouraging review in iTunes from a listener who uh, is identified there as Camille's Deal. Uh, So a special thank you to Camille, if you're listening, for taking the time to share those encouraging words. I really appreciate it. And finally, be sure to join the conversation on Facebook. Search for The Productive Woman on Facebook, like the page, and leave a little post there to say hi, ask a question, post a topic for the community to weigh in on. I really do, as I as I keep saying, want this to be a community. I want us to, I want to learn from you. I, this It's not about me just getting to talk. I really do want to hear from you and participate in a conversation. I look forward to getting to know you and um, of us learning from and encouraging one another. So that's it for this time. Until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.